You're listening to Death of the Reader? It's review season, and coming in 17th place for this year is The Sign of the Four. There are two names that will forever ring in the pantheon of murder mystery fiction, Dame Agatha Christie and Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. As well as pioneering tropes and methods that revolutionize the genre, they have gone on to be some of the highest selling authors of all time. If you've ever delved into one of their books, you'd rightfully expect a linguistic magic to warrant such renown. Now you're probably thinking, 17th place? How on earth does an author of Doyle's reputation land here? A fair question. Arthur Conan Doyle is without a doubt a talented crime fiction writer. The pages exude the same joy you'd find watching a swashbuckling pirate adventure as Sherlock and Watson go about unraveling the mysterious disappearance of Captain Morstan, the night one Major Sholto passed away. After a note on the Major's body points us to the titular Sign of the Four, Major Sholto's son Bartholomew was found murdered and the game, as they say, is afoot. From tracing a mysterious man to a steam float on the Thames to tracking down the criminal's companion Tonga, the scale of this mystery is expansive, but not daunting, as the predictable truth and adventurous ending approach. What stood out to me most was how confident Doyle was at using a variety of locations. His inspirations, such as Emile Gaborio, were far more careful about keeping the mystery contained to a few small set pieces, but Doyle refuses to restrict himself to such nonsense standards, as the entire city of London becomes a playground for Holmes and his packs of roving assistants, as they explore every opportunity to make fun of the incompetence of the British police. Doyle even risks an entire detour overseas, though I dare not spoil how. All this makes for a great story, but it does not make for an interesting mystery. As you read this, you'll immediately recognize many of the tricks and quirks that Doyle has passed on to his followers, particularly the eternal bond between Sherlock and Watson, as the latter tries ceaselessly to keep up with the seemingly omnipotent detective. The flow of conversations and small character moments, as Watson uncovers more and more that Holmes has apparently helped every kennel and gambler in England. If you've seen anything of modern Sherlock Holmes adaptations, or any mystery novel for the past 200 years, you'll feel right at home as you uncover the origins of so many of the archetypes and dynamics that you love. The flip side of this is that if you have even the slightest knowledge of the mystery genre, you will immediately be able to see right through the case. Given how influential Doyle is and how little his books focus on the mechanics of puzzle design, everything risks seeming like simple tropes rather than the revolution in pop culture that they were. Despite that, and especially given how significant of a character arc this book is for the iconic Dr. Watson, there's easily plenty to enjoy, no matter how predictable it all is. If you're new to the genre, this is probably a great book, since as you press on through the genre, you'll start to see the parts you love about this book fleshed out in new and exciting ways. The one major hurdle for us was how poorly the social norms of this book have aged. There are a few odd lines about British superiority that warrant a concerned chuckle, but the true grime of this book comes in the way that Conan Doyle describes Tonga, one of the suspects in the case. His description is so poorly aged that it seems comically racist. If you're prepared for it, you can probably overlook it and think fondly on how far our standards have come in the years since, but it doesn't make it pleasant, so be warned. Ultimately, the reason this book sits this far down the list is that it's all too familiar. There is no denying that this is a fun story, but for mystery readers, all it offers is enjoyable mystery history with a tad too much racism. Just like we said with Emile Gaborio last year, there are so many novels since that have improved on everything Sir Arthur Conan Doyle has done. We'd still recommend the book, but not nearly as much as the other things we've covered on the show. Truth be told, if we were ranking this book higher than some of the other things on this list, you'd have to wonder what the hell other mystery authors have been doing for the past 230 years. So I'm glad I felt this way about it. 17th it is. That's what we thought of Sir Arthur Conan Doyle's The Sign of the Four. Let us know how you felt about it at Flex and Herds on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And get subscribed to Death of the Reader so you don't miss any of our recommendations from this review season. We've got a big announcement coming up at the end of the season. Stay tuned. You're listening to 2SER 107.3.